ASMR. Uh, all right. Hey, this is Erica, and I'm testing. What about you, bitch? <laughs> I prefer to be called Frida, but okay, thanks. Welcome to Autistics and Friends, where uh, autistic people and friends talk to each other about neurodiversity topics and basically it's an ableism free zone for neurodivergent people my name is erica heidewald <laughs> well i'm i'm the number one autistic in the name i guess but <laughs> so sometimes it'll be autistic and friends but that sounded bad uh-huh and i'm friends here's friend. my Number one friend. Autistic and friend. That, I mean, that is a more That's a accurate, more accurate name. Yeah. It just sounds really bad. <laughs> it sounds a little odd. Bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm Frida. Um, Erica's best friend and roommate and... Uh, life partner? <laughs> basically. Um, we do share a life and dogs. Yeah. Co-dog parent? Yeah. I'm not sure which one of us is the mom and the dad. I think we all know that you're the mom and I'm the dad. Uh, I am? Or you're the sister and I'm the dad. Oh my god, no, I'm not the sister. I want parenting cred. Well, you're, well, I, well at least what we talked about in the past, you're the biological mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, for Otis, yeah. Because yeah. He, <laughs> loves me, he loves me so much um, because I, Otis rate, is I basically held him for six days straight when he was puppy. Yeah. Um, Otis is a Vishla Great Dane. Who's just staring at us. Yeah. Cute. Um, But yeah, he just loves me a lot more than I deserve. And so I do like to say I'm like the biological mom who he just loves no matter how shitty I am. I don't know if they'll be able to hear it, but he's got something to say. What is it, dude? What? You want to say something to the podcast? (laughs) I just heard you say something. Snooze, you lose. So today we are running against the clock of my vaccine. (laughs) Yeah. I just got the second shot. And I don't know what's going to happen. We, well, you know, so far, so good. It's been how many hours? Seven. Seven hours. So that's pretty good. I think people did say it sets in around nine hours. So we got two hours we left. Two Let's go, go, go. before I start just losing my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I will say I got the Johnson & Johnson two weeks ago, and it took like eight, nine hours, and then I started feeling bad. Oh, okay. Now you got something to say. All right. Get it out. <laughs> No? Okay. Yeah, I was filming a YouTube video after my first shot mm-hmm. while I started getting brain fog and very delirious and mm-hmm. uh, just really, I, I was not in reality anymore, but I kept, you kept trying going. <laughs> to film this YouTube video because I did not really realize that and that's what was happening. And I ended up filming this video over the course of like 11 hours. And that's... Ladies and gentlemen, how dedicated she is uh-huh. to making content. What's crazy though is like the video is not not bad. Well, that's great. Like, I, I pulled it off, honestly. That's good. Except the only thing I did a little weird is I sat at the back of my bed and was, was like, oh, I'm tired, so we have to sit back here. I remember here. this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no idea. Like, <laughs> I was missing whole was gaps of time. I was like, whoa, four hours passed? What did I do with it? I ran out the camera battery a couple times. No idea how. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Welcome. So that'll happen. <laughs> to the first episode ever. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. I've been um, begging for a podcast for a while. And we're finally doing it. Yeah. Um, you've I've asked me for two years. <laughs> Is it two years? Oh, yeah. Oh. And I was like, um, I don't think I have anything to talk about. 
now we do. And also, that was a lie. But I really just didn't know anything consistent. <laughs> well, like, yeah. One topic, kind of. But, but, yeah. Ever since I figured out I'm autistic, um, and I am going to stay autistic for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. I, so I think I'm going to be able to consistently have Stick one to topic yeah. of conversation. I, I think you can, yeah. Yeah, and I guess for anyone who doesn't know us or who we are, uh, we have what the hell <laughs> who are you why are you here <laughs> um no um we've been making content together for five years um we mm-hmm. do have a not anymore very active youtube channel due to the pandemic yeah. but <laughs> we hey, do, we made a video last week we did yeah we just have to edit it uh, yeah i'll totally do that <laughs> <laughs> totally um but yeah we've been making youtube videos for five years um and uh we have Instagram together, all of this stuff, and we've kind of just been branching out into new things lately, so I'm very excited to to do this as well. Kind of couldn't help it, because mm-hmm. really, whatever I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. um, it, that's the only thing I can really talk about. Yeah. And once I started thinking about neurodiversity, I just can't think and talk about other things. So I was like, yeah. well, I have we I have to shift my entire life and career because this is what I talk about now. Yeah, I mean, so far so good. I think like honestly, yeah, it's been going great. Yeah, if you don't already follow Erica on Twitter and TikTok, where she also talks about this, you should add Erica Heidewald. Yeah, it's very rare to find me not talking about this, even in my own home. I mean, on our channel, we haven't yet. I guess you haven't let me. okay yeah i I am holding you back that is true yeah yeah so i guess uh, briefly do y'all know who autism is some of you may not can't hear you yeah yeah let's well let's let's do a little maybe you want to explain the the basics yeah well autism is a disease that affects little boys and it makes us not know how to socialize and that's me (laughs) it's a five-year-old boy erica heidwald yes and I hate no. talking. Here we are. In all seriousness, though. Okay. In all seriousness. Or just general terms, you know. In all seriousness. Mm-hmm. I do not believe that autism is a disorder. That is absolutely not how I see it. Being autistic, it is just the kind of person that I am. It's the kind of brain I have. Yeah. It's how I process my thoughts. It's how I process my sensory experiences. And there's nothing wrong with me except for all the personality flaws. <laughs> so for someone who doesn't know, how how is your brain different from someone who isn't autistic? Um, Just briefly, like if you can, if someone has no idea how your brain works, how would you explain it to them? How, how easily you, offended is this person? Uh, let's say it's, it's they're not easily offended. Mm, okay. Well, Most people are, but let's in this case, let's say they're not. Yeah, honestly, if you're easily offended by uh, how I characterize neurotypical brains, this probably won't be the podcast for you anyway. Well, how do you... Well, n- your brain, not neurotypical brains. Oh, I'm only... Well, well, you can do a comparison, I guess. Yeah, that might be easier. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you ever heard when people talk about how, like, ah, oh, our brain wasn't meant for you know, modern society, you know, early man would have seen a, a predator and regarded it as a threat. And now you get a mean comment on your phone and you 
still regard it the same way as a threat because mm-hmm. we can't tell it's the difference. An yeah. Yes, that's just you guys. Um, <laughs> my brain doesn't do that. Um, that is the yeah. So uh, my brain is more like um, data from Star Trek. You know, it's a little bit of a rational computer brain, but with feelings and a personality. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the most basic and probably offensive way to explain it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's good. And then if you take... How does this affect your life, would you say, like living now? Ooh, okay. Like, just like, uh, maybe some general, like, how was it going to school, learning things in mm-hmm. society, or maybe working, anything, making friends? Because neurotypical people process a lot of things uh, using instinct, it requires less, like, cognitive processing energy. Mm. And you have kind of a lot of, like, automated processes. Mm. Whereas autistic people basically have to run each process individually and manually. So you, like, choose how you're going to do every little aspect of everything that you do. So nothing's on, like autopilot everything's a conscious choice yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and that requires a lot of cognitive processing energy so the same activity can be fucking exhausting for an autistic person yeah i do have a good example if you don't mind i don't mind get in here (laughs) so for instance because so i um studied marketing and i did consumer um behavior psychology And part of that class was talking about brands and brand recognition and how someone shops. So when you go to a store and I'm going to get toothpaste, orange juice, and milk. Um, And then when I, at least in the U.S., um, there's a lot of choices. There's a lot of brands. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different types of toothpaste. There's a lot of different types of milk. Um, So I am neurodivergent but i do i can kind of do both so when i go grocery shopping for instance i go for the brand that i know uh it's not even like something i think about i just grab it and go Mm. and when erica goes to the store oh my god yeah i guess it's always (laughs) a choice between the 10 brands that are on the shelves and which one's the best and which one should you choose you know and reading the package yeah and, and the ingredients and, and seeing the price per cent like yeah. the sound whereas i go ah i know colgate i'll grab that one <laughs> wow you've never said this before yeah i don't think we've talked about it in these terms but this is why like so i can go grocery shopping and not be very exhausted and Erica goes grocery shopping and that's all she can do for the day <laughs> That's so funny and kind of embarrassing. It's not embarrassing, but also, like, because in, so in marketing. I just hadn't thought about it. (laughs) Well, so in marketing, what they teach you is, this is, consumers are neurotypical. They don't use those words, but that is what they're saying. No one's marketing to autistic people. So they're saying the person's going to go for the brand that they recognize. So if, even if it's not conscious, um, they maybe have seen a commercial for this brand 10 times and they've seen a commercial for the other brand one time. They're going to go for them they've seen 10 times. That's so funny because yeah. I always wondered, like, uh, why... And it works. Why, it does work. I always wondered why would that work because it wouldn't work on me. But it works on most people, yeah. That's so yeah. interesting. Yeah. So that's what they teach you in marketing school. <laughs> hmm. Um, 
yeah, so... I feel like that's a good example. Yes. So that is, I mean, that's a big way it affects uh, my life is Mm -hmm. that, uh, yeah, just like errands and stuff are just horrible and exhausting. Yeah. Um, And then, so my sensory processing is different. So like, I have very good hearing and very good eyesight and lights will be too bright for me very easily. I need sunglasses a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, my friends all play their music too loud. Yes. I'm like, Grandma, please, my ears, they hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that also affects my life. I'm like an overstimulation, really. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, another reason why I fucking hate the grocery store because mm-hmm. it always has like a buzz. which is horrible and it has these lights and it's cold and sometimes crowded yes and here this is the kicker Mm -hmm. because uh yeah if it's crowded Mm -hmm. and then a voice comes over the fucking loudspeaker Uh, so i used to go to the grocery store with frida and then one time it was busy Mm -hmm. and everyone had a goddamn cart and people were not paying attention to their carts. And no. so I was kind of trapped in an aisle, which is, I don't like to be trapped. I will panic pretty fast. And then a fucking voice came over the loudspeaker and that was just more than I could handle. And so I was trying, at first I was trying to play like, excuse me, excuse but nobody was paying attention. And then I was just fucking freaking out and like pushing carts out of the way and running out of the aisle. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> it was very dramatic. And then Frida just handed me the car keys and she was like, hey, how about you go sit in the car and I'm going to finish this. <laughs> yes. Sorry, if you guys hear any sort of like whining or scratching, this is Otis wanting to be a part of the podcast. Yeah, um, you, well, you'll probably have you'll, to get used to yeah, that. Yeah, I think you'll just, it, I just want to clarify that now so that you guys know. It's uh, just me scratching. Erica's Ew, just, that's so gross. <laughs> no, we've got two. That would be so disgusting. We've got uh, Otis, who is our uh, visually great day on the couch next to us, and Hannah, who is the catalog mix, also on the couch next to us. So if there are any noises, it's their fault. Yeah, um, I but don't yeah. make any. The grocery store was uh, a very, I feel like a good example of just being too, it was too overstimulating and you just had to get out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, am I right, Otis? Because I'm actually not that sensitive um, with sensory stuff, like as much as a lot of autistic people. But the grocery store just has some of these specific well, worst some ones. of the worst triggers for you I feel yeah like. yeah and then it, my cat is walking on your painting i don't know if that's a problem um no okay <laughs> cool <laughs> i'm just drinking oh my God. We, also, we also have two cats okay oh. well yeah i guess i won't use that thank you <laughs> <laughs> never mind but yeah Definitely for me, an auditory processing thing is multiple people talking at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that is the thing that will, I will be normal and then one more voice gets added in and suddenly I'm not okay and I'm like yeah. aggravated and I can't hear anyone. And if you say one more word to me, I'm going to die. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And every time, sometimes when I'm talking on the phone, Frida tries to say something to me. I just try to check something. If it's like, I try not to do it, but sometimes I'm like, I have to ask you something, and I try to like. Things, um, if you text never works. me or write it down yeah. in a I've note and you show it to, then I can actually like handle that. Yeah. 
that yeah. I figured out, but it took a minute. Yeah, I can't, even if it's like two words and she's mouthing them very obviously, uh, I just can't. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What, you too? Just fucking start podcasting, dude. You want podcast? <laughs> you want, maybe he should sit here. You want podcast? Come here. You want to sit next to me? I think so. Anyways, welcome uh, back to the Fuck the Grocery Store podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're going to rename it. <laughs> Where I hate the grocery store so much, we talk about it once a week. I just feel like it's a perfect example. I feel like maybe people can recognize themselves in that, you know? Yeah. What are you doing? You're making me nervous. Sit down. Okay, that like, works. And smelling my my vaccine arm. Yeah, just making sure it's good. Smell yeah. my COVID. <laughs> He's a virus dog. <laughs> he's a COVID sniffing dog for the he's festival. He's the COVID sniffing dog. Yeah, he's going to work at festivals oh now. Oh my God. Yep. Uh, EDC Las Vegas <laughs> tried to open by having COVID sniffing dogs for safety, and apparently the city of Las Vegas didn't think that was weird. A thing. Weird. I don't know why. They weren't pleased. Wow. I'm shocked. I would love to have COVID sniffing dogs everywhere. I think you do. I do. <laughs> I live with one, yeah. We do. Um, we used to, and probably will in the future as well, and we did festival uh, content on our YouTube, so we do go to a lot of festival events. ADC mentioned? Yeah. If you, you don't already know who it was from other stuff. You. It's fun very fact. weird to go from a festival vlogger I know. <laughs> to uh, nothing in your house all the time. <laughs> yeah, so that's why we haven't posted in like... Uh, I mean, we posted some, but we haven't posted consistently for, like, over a year because mm-hmm. we used to go to, like, one festival a month uh, and vlog it, and then um, zero festivals Yeah, for a year, over a year Other people, they were keeping up, you know, making educational videos and stuff. I was like, I don't want to teach anyone anything. <laughs> no. I don't want to give anyone I information. Don't. I don't either. I don't want to Hannah, help. come on. I don't want to add anything good to the world. No. No. I realized, yeah, my last festival was New Year's. Uh, 2019 to 2020? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, it's almost a year and a half ago. Anyway, so now... he really wants to go out? I don't think so, but... Dude, he manipulates me so easily. Our dog is a master manipulator where he'll go... I don't know if you can hear him, but... It's causing me physical pain. Yeah. <laughs> also overstimulation. Um, he goes, stands by the door, acts, acts like he wants to go outside so badly, and then... I would say two-thirds of the time, he's just trying to get the other dogs to go outside so he can get alone time with us. Mm-hmm. And then one-third of the time, he actually has to go. And you never know which one it is, because he's a great actor. He's such a good actor, and it really fucks me up. All right, I'm going to give him one more chance. Because he's my son. So, to get back to the topic. Yes. So, autism, the topic of the hour. Woo! Everyone's talking about it. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> since this is the first episode, we wanted to keep it pretty, like, basic and introductory to like autism and us so mm-hmm. um we're gonna talk a little bit more about autism yeah i got so into talking about myself <laughs> <laughs> well you know we gotta mix Oops. it up a little bit because i feel like i i you know should address the fact that most people probably already think they know what autism is and have a, a very different um idea from me yes there's definitely a stereotype yes so should we address the stereotype first um and then you actually tell the reality yeah all right frida what's the stereotype (laughs) (laughs) well um to the best of my knowledge 
I would say that autism is usually stereotyped as something that children have, mm-hmm. particularly five-year-olds, maybe mm-hmm. six-year-olds. Uh, and That's usually, <laughs> usually it, they only talk about boys, like young little boys, I feel like is a stereotype of if someone is talking about autism, they're usually referring to a young boy, mm-hmm. I would say. That's what most people have seen or know or um, have seen examples of in maybe the media mm-hmm. or, you know, have noticed. Yeah, it's almost like socially awkward white boy or young man yeah. who, um, who doesn't pick up on social cues and is good at math and science. Yes, definitely. Um, and honestly, that's not me. Fuck that guy. I would beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. People like that are still cool. But it's a stereotype, so there's no one really like that. Exactly. That's a stereotype and maybe a misconception. So, yeah. um, To, on the flip side, say that obviously anyone of any age can be autistic. Yeah, you just go get a vaccine. (laughs) Yeah! Uh, I'm going for double or nothing today. (laughs) Spoiler, you can't. That's get not, it from yeah. a vaccine. Um, if you believe that, oh, I'm gonna come get you. I'm gonna this come is get the wrong you. podcast for you. Yeah, or maybe not. Maybe you can learn. Yeah, something. yeah. Stick around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is a very harmful stereotype, and um, it does lead to a lot of people not believing that someone's autistic. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that I was autistic until fairly recently. Yeah. Which now, looking back on it. It's hilarious because it's been super obvious forever. Yeah. Um, but it turns out I just have not ever known neurotypical people really, and I don't really have them in my family, and so I just didn't know what they were like. Yeah. And I knew I was different from everyone around me, but I grew up in Indiana, and so I was like, "Well, they're Christians, they're Republicans. Of course, we're not the same." Yeah. And I just kind of wrote it off as that. Yeah. Autistic people are just. A different kind of person. Um, just a different brain that works a little differently. And it does basically all the same things. It just takes a different path to get there. And we look the same on the outside. Mm-hmm. And we're... <laughs> we're just like... You're just people. Like we're just wired a little differently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the thing is... The entire perception of autism is from the perspective of neurotypical people. And yeah. so the people who they notice as autistic are the ones who really stuck out with these particular traits. Yeah. And, um, and also were the kind of person who they were interested in studying, which was white males. Yeah. There are a lot of... Uh, misconceptions that started from bad (laughs) biased research in the 40s that continue to today and science builds on where it came from and uh at least in the case of autism really they need to do a rewind they need to go you know what we were really bad at this let's start over well they did not do that anything from the 40s they could use an update you know yeah, especially when 
the, you know, a lot of the thinking about autism is uh, influenced by Nazi eugenics thinking yeah. about autism. Like, you know, maybe that's not the best way to look at it. If the Nazis were into it, it's probably not good. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's about time that we move forward in the research and the um, how we view it as a society because... I mean, as an example of the LGBTQ community, how they were viewed in or how we were viewed in the 40s has changed a lot. Um, Homosexuality was in the DSM until 1972. Yep. It was a disease. <laughs> um, but it's pretty mean, sick. Yeah. I mean, I have seen plenty Come of... Ron Frito was a joke. Yeah, I know. It was oh, funny. I really should have, like, smacked me before. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Um... I have seen so many jokes about gay people being like, I could have called out sick for being gay. Oh, I thought I was clever. I didn't really. I knew that that wasn't clever. (laughs) It was funny. Um, But yeah, so I think it is about time that we, um, you know, reevaluate how the research and, Mm -hmm. you know, the weight that it still has and how autistic people are treated. Yeah. And being diagnosed. And, uh, yeah. People <laughs> tend to think, like, ah, medicine, science, these must work according to objective principles. Yeah. This is about the truth. Yeah. No, you goof. Like, it's about politics and money and power and people's careers and their businesses. And there are too many people who have built their careers on autism and autism research and quote-unquote therapy and um, they don't... Cures. (laughs) Yeah. They don't want to ruin their careers. Yeah. And... um, It's a money-making industry. Yes. And the big issue is that autistic people have never been consulted about what autism is Mm -hmm. like obviously a lot of us uh, could fill in some answers you know like i've got i've got some things to say about it um but we are uh well we're not considered experts in ourselves no just (laughs) as an example there's a um ton of um would you call them, like, organizations or companies, whatever? Um, like the charities? Yeah, or charities, yeah. Yeah, non-profits, I Non-profits, yeah. or um, whatever you want to call them. But yeah, all of those. All of them. All of the above. Um, Hate groups. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, basically, that is what they are. They are, in these organizations, there are almost no actually autistic people uh, involved at the top. Uh, or even a lot of them have none 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 at all um (laughs) they might have children that are (laughs) but um but if you actually read what they're saying on their website or what they do or what the the charities for or what they're working towards a lot of it is um if you don't know very much it sounds nice but if you actually read what it says it's basically organizations to eradicate autism or um to cure it and the people that have it or to make sure that no one 
um, being born is going to be autistic in the future. And yeah. so that is a lot of them and a lot of the big organizations. So um, all of pay the attention. ones that aren't run by autistic people. Yeah. yeah, like all the big ones. So and they all promote or most of them promote ABA or some form of that um, or support it, which is just straight up abuse. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very open about it because it's like socially acceptable still to support that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> autistic kids are basically seen as not full people. Yeah. And they want to fix them. Yeah. And so people think it's fine to do shit to them mm-hmm. that you would never do to a, a neurotypical kid. Yeah. I think one thing that I didn't know until I started doing more research is that, um, is it the person that came up with um, ABA or the person who like oh, yeah. came what? up with a concept or something? Ivar Lovas or something. Yeah, he also created conversion therapy for gay people. Yeah, same guy. It's really the same. Same thing. concept. He basically he thought that both gay people and autistic people should be cured. Like yeah, needed to be turned into <laughs> trained and to be normal. Really. Yeah, it's like dog training. Yeah, I mean, most people, I feel like, have a general idea of what conversion therapy is. Yeah. Because it does still exist. And that it's bad. Yeah. So, apply that to autism. It's also just as fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the... Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. It's, you know, when something is just... It's so evil and so goofy. It's like... I like yeah. It's like, I kind of couldn't I believe it. or laugh at it? I don't yeah. know. Because, like... When I hear what, like, some of these parents are saying or people who have, knows someone who has gone through it, it's all about them. It's never about the autistic person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about what, how this person isn't making them feel loved enough, so they should go to therapy so that they can feel loved by this per- by the autistic person, which I is just, insane. I just thought of an amazing analogy. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. So, imagine this. You're, um... You're walking through a garden, mm-hmm. and you walk past a beehive, and a, a swarm of bees comes at you. And so you're flailing your arms around. You're trying to get the bees off of you. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody sees you doing that, and they're like, whoa, weird person flailing their arms around. Yeah. We need to fix that behavior. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they put you in dog training to stop you from flailing your arms around. They never care or ask you like Why? that there's bees there you are flailing your arms for a reason to get the bees away and so they just want you to stop flailing your arms and eventually you do and so the bees are just fucking sting your face and there's nothing you can do about it mm-hmm. that is what ABA is it's focusing <laughs> on a behavior not at all caring why you're doing it and yep. then just making you suffer through whatever it was that was making you do the behavior in the first place yeah yeah no that's a good analogy it's so funny in my mind too (laughs) (laughs) yeah also it makes sense because then to the person flailing the bees away they're like are you crazy i need to flail these bees away they're gonna sting me they're like what are you talking about yeah (laughs) and it's just as uh it's just as important it's just as real um and it's just that neurotypical people don't understand autistic people yeah um (laughs) So, in Guantanamo, just a little light, light chat on the podcast. Fun fact. Um, in Guantanamo and Abu Ghraib, uh, the U.S. committed torture. And we did that through bright lights 
um, really loud music, mm-hmm. not letting people sleep. And so we know that that, like, melts people's fucking brains. Yeah. It is a horrible thing to do to people. Mm-hmm. They do that to kids in ABA. Yeah. We just have more sensitive eyes, more sensitive ears. It doesn't require So they're much. like, I don't think this light is very bright. I don't think this is very loud. Yeah. It's like, well, not everyone's you, you fucking dickhole. And so, honestly, there, there's, there's, there's a giant industry um, of people torturing little autistic kids like it's fucking Abu Ghraib. That's what's going on. Yeah. No, I feel like we have, we do, I have a good example from last night, actually, where, um... What did we do last night? Well, I was going to bed, mm-hmm. and Erica wanted to staple some, um... Yeah. Oh, thing. yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah, so Erica does, um, art, like, custom art pieces, um, and yeah, so... Yeah, you can order one if you want. I do Yodas. They're super cool. You I do other things out. besides Yoda. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so she does custom stuff, so she has to actually staple... And stretch the canvas onto a frame. Um, and so I was going to bed. And um, Erica stays up later than I do. And she wanted to do that. But she was concerned because she didn't want... She was like, oh, well, can I still... I don't want to staple while you're going to bed because it's so loud. And I was like, it's not... Like, because she's done this before... I remember her doing this before. And I don't know that we had that discussion then. But I also was like, it's fine. But to me, the stapling... It's not very loud. It's not a big staple gun. It's like, it's not very loud. It's a small and we're in, staple gun. Yeah, and we're in different rooms. My door is closed. I can't hear it very much at all. Um, I mean, I can hear it if I try to listen for it, but, like, it doesn't disturb my sleep. But to her, it was like... I assumed it was... Because to me, it is so loud. It's like, blam, blam, It's like a know? gunshot, yeah. Yeah, I was like, how the fuck could you sleep through that? But then... It, it was, didn't occur to me that it didn't sound like that to you. Yeah, and it was also... And we have a lot of these moments, but it was one of those moments where we're like, ah, no, we just experience it differently. Mm-hmm. It's not actually that it is that loud. It's just you... For you, it's that loud, and for me, it's not because of how we uh, process things in our um, your sensory overload. And like, it's funny too because we like talking about all this shit, and yeah. we're pretty conscious of it. So yeah, it's just funny to still find things. That yeah, it is. It comes like, up a lot. Oh yeah, that why didn't that? Well, it's just things you me? would never think of. Because like, yeah, to you, it's normal. Loud. Yeah, that's probably been yeah. your entire life. That stable guns are loud? Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. <laughs> and to me, probably not so much. How often have you been around stable guns? Uh, I mean, I feel like in school I was. Maybe not as an adult. As I don't think I was using any stable guns. Oh, I, I yeah. Like home mech and stuff? Like, right. yeah. For sure. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I had art class, you know? Oh, man. Uh, I, I, was, I was bad at art then. Oh. I mean, I was not great, but... Uh, you know. I can't do what other people tell me to do. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was also one of those examples where it's like just how differently we experience sound even. Yeah. On such a... I definitely thought that was like a... If you were sleeping, that would wake you right up out of bed. Be like... Sound. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> no, um, the fireworks did. But. Yeah. But so, yeah. You think about it that way. Like... Mm-hmm. Um, it is exactly the same as whatever it would be super loud for you or bright for you for this kid. It's just not the same level yeah, for everyone. Yeah, so this kid but, that may be getting 
getting ABA and what they're using is a sound sort of, you know, whatever, trigger. And to the kid, it's, like, deafening. It's horrible. And to you, it's like, meh, it's a little loud. Mm Mm-hmm. So, to the child, it is abused, but you can't tell because you are not experiencing it. Also, you're an asshole and you don't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, you clearly don't care to, like, In this example. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, just in this example. You, dear listener, you are wonderful. Yeah, you're great. I'm grateful for you. If you made it this far, we love you already. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Two different takes on it. Yeah. Just kidding. I actually think we're great. (laughs) (laughs) Basically... Most autistic people actually have no idea that they are autistic yeah. because we're really not that noticeably different from other people as long as we're allowed to be ourselves. Yeah. It's actually when we're trying to be something else, that doesn't work because mm-hmm. we have our own ways of getting to the same destination. So it's like yeah. if we're just allowed to learn uh, on our own like pace and everything uh, and according to our own process, like, we'll get it. Yeah, definitely, like, nobody thought that I am autistic. Nobody yeah. ever, nobody ever brought that up to and, me. And girls anything. are definitely severely, like, undetected, undiagnosed. Like, it's like people don't even know what to look for, and so girls are rarely, it's harder to get, to even figure it out as a girl, get diagnosed mm-hmm. as a girl, let alone as a woman um the diagnostic criteria is all based on traumatized little white boys yeah and not everyone uh acts in bit like a traumatized little white boy yeah so then you just won't fit the criteria <laughs> and then you're not autistic even though you are it's it's really ridiculous yeah uh, i guess the other part would be the the socializing part mm-hmm. you know people think oh yeah they don't pick up social cues and stuff yeah that's definitely start to have like they can't interact in social settings they can't communicate well you know um just out of curiosity how would you how how are my social skills i'd say before good. pandemic before we good. ever thought of any of this good yeah yeah i mean out of the two of us um erica's always been the most social outgoing um has an easy time walking up to people we don't know that well or strangers and just like strike up a conversation mm-hmm. um i'm terrified of that mm-hmm. i have a lot of anxiety and mm-hmm. i'm uh, introverted <laughs> um and so yeah i always thought you were really good at it yeah me too um <laughs> i always thought that yeah my oh my social skills are too good to be autistic so yeah. uh despite all of this evidence mm-hmm. there's this one tiny piece of evidence that means that i can't be so i'm not yeah um and what i know now what i finally figure out is oh well i learned those skills and yeah. that's actually not how other people learn their <laughs> communication and social skills yeah you just like absorb them by osmosis and um my social skills are different they are sure. autistic social skills they're not neurotypical social skills i'm not doing the same thing as neurotypical people i'm not communicating with subtext I'm not interpreting other people's subtext all the time. Yeah. I can pick up on things that people want to communicate to me. You, you know? You learned it. Like, yeah, it's like, or, or even just, you know, if you're uncomfortable 
Sure. I can see that. Your body language and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know how much that was like I had to actively learn that or not. But it was definitely something. I've always cared about that kind of thing. I don't want to yeah. make people uncomfortable. I don't want to talk to somebody for too long or something. So that kind of thing. I can pick that up just fine. Yeah. But what. It's like. <laughs> How this played out for me before I knew was, before I knew that I'm autistic is I was just making people mad all the time and I had no fucking idea why. I was totally surprised by it. So I just thought like, you know, I have a divisive personality. Um, not totally sure why, but about half of people on planet Earth hate my guts. And I must love you. And like, yeah, so I'm just I'm just chill with it. I had to get okay with it, you know? When you get beat up for being annoying for the first time in first grade you can't be that upset about it. You know, you just have to take it as... I mean, you can, but... Mm, but you gotta move on with your life, too. Yeah, it was like, I can't... If I had my feelings hurt, or... I mean, I you would just fall apart. had a negative sense of self every time someone found me annoying, like, life would not be survivable for me. No, yeah, sure. So, I don't feel that way. Also, I don't care all that much about other people's opinions unless they're really good ones. Yeah. And... If their opinion is that I'm not cool, then, like, obviously, <laughs> I don't respect that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, is, if it's a stranger or someone doesn't know you that well, it's, I feel like you have an easier time going, well, well, whatever. They don't yeah, actually oh, don't know you and it's not valuable to you. Yeah, it's only if someone I love is upset at me, then, like, oh, my God, oh, yeah. I will do anything. Ah, That's like, <laughs> completely different. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but if I don't love you, I don't care at Well, all. If, yeah, if someone you just met is then upset at you for something, then you're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, unless I'm in the mood to fight, then it'll be like, all right, let's do this. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, what I believe is that being social, being, you know, more on the extroverted, I don't really totally believe extrovert, introvert thing, but sure. more that way, uh, is a characteristic independent of being autistic. Mm-hmm. And it's just all the outgoing, loud, extroverted autistic people are not being diagnosed that way are not being mm-hmm. noticed um i just know this to be true because as soon as i figured out that i'm autistic i could look around at the people in my life and i quickly saw oh i have not ever enjoyed hanging out with neurotypical people i don't have any mm-hmm. neurotypical friends mm-hmm. and i am um, i'm surrounded by people who are just undiagnosed neurodivergence yeah yeah that was an interesting moment I will say because like I didn't I would say like a year ago or whatever I didn't know very much at all about uh, neurodivergence and through over the course of the pandemic I have realized that I'm neurodivergent um and uh and cool as hell (laughs) and I have always um kind of had a I don't even know how to describe but like a gut feeling about when I meet someone I talk to them for a little bit I can like pretty quickly tell if I'm gonna like them or be friends with them or not and it's on like a very instinctual level to the point where I some I couldn't I didn't feel like I could trust myself it felt a little mean to dismiss someone or that early on without like getting to know them giving Mm -hmm. them a chance whatever um, but by learning about neurodivergence and neurotypicals, I'm pretty sure that most of these people that I felt like slightly uncomfortable around or like I didn't want to get close to them, they were all neurotypical. 
Yeah. What's funny is um, neurodivergent people tend to like feel bad about criticizing neurotypicals or not yeah. liking them. But bro, they hate us and they don't feel bad about it at all. They do not like us. They don't want to be our friend. Um, sure. Yeah. They literally don't want me to be alive, you know? Um, yeah. So I th- it is just sort of... I don't feel bad about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. It is definitely... It's just an interesting thing. We prefer our own neurotypes everybody does yeah for sure yeah i just didn't know that that's what it was so it's been very interesting to learn that because um and this is something that i didn't know either and maybe some of you guys don't know either uh i have ocd and hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) um shout out to all my ocd people Mm -hmm. um but that is now part of um the dsm um what you like yeah. the dsm right yeah like it's it's classified classified there yeah under neurodivergence yeah so as soon as i saw that that had been like included now everything like kind of fell into place because like i've had ocd for as long as i can remember i've had anxiety and panic attacks since i was a child um <laughs> partly because of my ocd partly because of a lot of other things but um it, then it all kind of clicked and i was like oh oh all right that makes that makes a lot of sense it does yeah um we just didn't know at also the- i can like manage in a neurotypical world like i can like i have a office job um i can like play that role it's not like pleasant it's not you know giving me joy or like making my life but i mean i'm making money that's good Mm -hmm. but like it's not what i live for it's not what you know that's not what i'm like excited about every day you know yeah you're excited to come home and talk to me (laughs) yes no but like i can i can yes (laughs) no i just mean like i can i can manage an office job i can do the nine to five it's maybe not the best for me but mm-hmm. I can, like, I'm ca- I'm physically able to do it without it. Yeah, and I, I literally cannot do it. Yeah. I cannot. I tried once. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I I had to quit within four hours. Um, she texted me after, like, an hour <laughs> to be like, I can't do this anymore. I, I could just, I, <laughs> I will just kill myself. If, like... <laughs> If the options are office job or die, I will choose die. So, so I have to get out of there. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I cannot trust my sanity there because it won't last. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's how we're different. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of them. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but no. So I, that's why I also think it took me longer to kind of realize all this about myself is because... I can fit in in the neurotypical world. Like, it doesn't... So your neurodivergent side can kind of, like, lay dormant in hibernation. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's like... And I woke it up, I was like, I'll be pretty down under... Neurodivergent Freela, wake up, let's party! I'll be pretty... If I only do that, like, I, you know, sometimes when work gets too much and I only live in that world, I get way too depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, like, not good for me, but <laughs> I can do it to a certain extent, and it's still fine. 
I thought Frida was so normal when we met. Oh, yeah. She kept telling me I was so normal. Well, she kept telling me she was weird. And I was like, um, no, you're very normal. Mm -hmm. And it's just funny because now I know, no, you were right. You are weird. I had no concept of what was weird. Yeah. Because also, I thought I was a lot less weird than I am. I really thought. True. I was always like, why do people think I'm weird? I don't get it. Like, <laughs> I'm not that weird. I was like kind of pissed when people would say it. Yeah. Oh, if people call me quirky, I will still I will throw hands. I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, don't call her that guy. Hate it. Um, but yeah, no, because to me, I like I never felt normal. I never felt like I fit in. Like in um high school, for instance, like um no one disliked me, but no one also like. <laughs> liked me that much like i had some friends like i've always had a group of friends but it's always been a small circle but in school for instance i was always like kind of the outcast with me and like another friend or two and we were never invited to anything we were always excluded and it was not like they were directly mean to us but it was like yeah not being included in anything and i could never figure out why they didn't want me there and now I figured it out. It is fascinating because we're so opposite in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I've never had it where people just didn't dislike or like me. Like, no, people know um, pretty yeah. quickly what their opinion is on me. It's usually a pretty strong opinion. And my life has sort of been a strange up and down of, like, I think because I'm confident Mm-hmm. Um, and because I didn't, um, understand the social shit that was going on, so yeah. <laughs> I was not, like, abiding by the rules of it. Yeah. That was, like, that played as a power move to people, and so they were like, oh, she's like, okay, she's high status. Yeah, also you're a pretty girl, like, you know. Yeah, you, you guys um, can't tell, but I'm really <laughs> pretty. <laughs> I mean, thing, like, in, like, if someone, like, in school just looked at you, that you could, like, you fit with that group, you know? Yeah, and that's kind of literally what happened. In seventh grade, uh there was this cheerleader who she liked me she wanted to be my friend she literally bought me a caboodle full of all right makeup that i needed to have Mm -hmm. it was like this is what you need to like be one of us it was like fucking mean girls and i was like okay cool (laughs) and then yeah i i was just i was enthusiastic i was like i'm making friends Mm -hmm. i did not understand the gravity of what was happening um, but me joining the group had kicked someone else out. Um, I didn't realize that. Oh, okay. And yeah. then, of course, she hated me and started just, like, plotting my demise. Mm-hmm. And then, whoo, did the tides turn on me. And then I turned into number one most bullied person in school. There was a hate website about me. And the whole time, I was just like, I don't know what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure why everyone is like this but weirdly enough i wasn't that bothered by it like well yeah i just never saw it as a reflection of myself that's good (laughs) but i did not like it for like practical reasons sometimes it would be like oh it's lunchtime and i have no idea where to sit Mm -hmm. well yeah i do not like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and i kind of i want to know where i'm fucking sitting yeah yeah i kind of had the opposite problem where like most people like Thought I was nice and sweet, but no one seemed to want to be, like, get to know me or be my close friend. Like, I had friends, but, like, like in a, in my class, like, I'm from Sweden, and so you're with the same, like, 
15 to 30 people for all your classes. So you were with the same people all the time. And I had like two, three friends that I was super close with, had a lot of fun, um, super supportive. But then all the other people thought I was like nice and sweet. And like uh, I would try to get them to like me by helping them with their homework. Um, oh God, you're so sweet. <laughs> um, but they like never wanted to actually be my friend, you know? Ooh. And I took that very personally. Mm. Yeah, see, I was always kind of opposite, where it was like, I wanted people to, well, I wanted friends I would actually like, mm-hmm. and would actually like me, and if I couldn't find that, I would rather have no friends. Mm-hmm. And so every now and then, it would turn out that way, and I would be like, hmm, this kind of stinks, I don't like having no friends. Yeah. But then I'd think about it, and it would always, there was always a reason, you know, it was like, oh yeah, there was this friend group, but I didn't like one of the people, and I didn't want to put the time in to hang out with all of them, and, and I thought, like, do I really wish that I was part of that, and having to hang out with friends four days a week? No. Mm-hmm. So, all right, I guess it's okay that I don't have any friends right now, and then eventually I'd make some more. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wish I had that mindset, but I definitely did not. Because also, they were all on on a very, like, superficial level. They were nice, and I thought they seemed nice. Because, um, like, couldn't always tell when they were, like, I don't know, saying, hinting at something that was maybe mean. Um, but, mm-hmm. but, yeah, that was my entire, like, especially high school, but I would say my entire um, experience going, like, from elementary to high school i think it's so weird because when i met frida i was like immediately you are amazing um why doesn't everybody want to be your best friend why aren't you surrounded by people right now you're the coolest person i've ever met i'm like "Mm, you should talk to the people i went to high school with i I was like fine i'll beat them up um and i have seen it happen where Mm -hmm. like because yeah i (laughs) well because i don't feel any of the social norms like, yeah, I'll go up and start a conversation with anybody like, mm-hmm. um, that if I want to, then there's nothing stopping me. And so I will start conversations and I'm very much like, I hate people being excluded. So I'm always like, let's include everyone in this conversation. And a lot of times Frida's pretty quiet at the beginning. Yeah. And so I will be doing some active work to like bring her into <laughs> the convo. She works hard, guys. <laughs> yeah. And I can see it when the other people are not really engaging with Frida. And yeah. they're, it's like, yeah, I can see. They're just like, oh, she's nice. That's it. Yeah. I'm like, excuse you? You think there's nothing else under there? Uh-huh. But also, Fuck like, you. I, how I function is also like, I am, I can be more quiet, um, you know, at parties, back when we went to parties. Um, <laughs> but, Another life. R.I.P. I haven't left my house in a year. Okay. <laughs> um, that was an like, exaggeration. That, that wasn't or that was No, it was. A oh. slight exaggeration. Yeah. I've left my house. We've left our house. We just haven't actually hung out with I've people. I've got my nails done. Yeah. Um, but it's cool, guys. We're vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I'm very fine with oh, yeah, that. I should be losing my mind any minute. It's been about oh, nine yeah, hours. Yeah. I guess we'll, we'll record it live. Um, <laughs> actually, that sound right there. I just did it. <laughs> yeah, at parties, I can be pretty. I'm almost always pretty quiet because um, I don't know that it's so much that I get nervous, but it's just anxiety. It's not really my 
the place where I thrive. <laughs> um, my voice isn't like super loud, so most of the time when I'm at parties, people go, "What? What? Yeah, you what? don't like to project." Yeah, I don't like to like. I don't know. I just don't enjoy. She thinks everything's screaming. Yeah, it's not screaming, but. I got um, a little offended once when she said. Well, that was I think mainly a um, language um, mm-hmm. barrier. I was like, I was speaking loudly. Well, so we can get into that another time, but I just <laughs> didn't know that screaming was sometimes a negative definition in versus yelling. But I've learned now. Now I'm all like, maybe 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 we shouldn't just say that as a fact, you know? Like maybe not. But at, anyways. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean it in a negative way, but <laughs> but I do struggle at parties because um, my voice is pretty quiet. I'm not good at projecting my voice, and so um, I have a hard time even like getting a sentence through, and so I just give up. Um, I still enjoy going to parties, but I'm just not going to make a ton of friends at parties, and that's fine by me, but... Um, what am I like at parties? Uh, very social. Like, you do... I feel like you, I don't think you, like, go in with the, like, intention of making a ton of friends, but you always meet at least one or two new people. They're like, hey, look at these cool people I met. Mm-hmm. Just because you struck, struck up a conversation randomly about something. Yeah. Um, I would say that hap- used to happen at least, like, once or twice per party. But for that reason, a lot of people do um, kind of write me off or they don't even, like, they just don't want to get to know me and um while that is their choice and that's fine um i all take longer to open up so like i you don't no one can i would say really know me that quickly whereas with you you're pretty open uh-huh. and like if so if you're talking within 10 seconds right? yeah yeah that's pretty you know that you the get the gist name. yeah <laughs> and with me it's like it's gonna take you a couple weeks and then you'll be like ah this is who she is cool cool mm-hmm. cool um (laughs) but so this is who erica knows obviously she knows me very well yeah Um, (laughs) but uh but this is not something that comes through at parties and so um i don't even know what the point of this was but (laughs) um god i don't remember social skills yeah i guess social skills um but yeah i just that's always been like that for me and to then say that like autistic people struggle with like social skills or making friends is like mm-hmm. so the opposite of our experience like yeah i'm definitely that more so than erica ever will be yeah it, it's just not true it's uh, sure of course some autistic people do sure and there are like there are neurotypical social skills I will never have. Sure, like, yeah. I will never understand all the times people are mad at me. I'm mm-hmm. just never... I could not in a million years predict all the things people get their feelings hurt about. Sure, yeah. Like, holy lord. Um, and I'll never be nice enough about it because I'm like, just, just stop. It's <laughs> sure. so annoying. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, no, I know tons of very social autistic people. And, in fact, it can make us more social and... Um, yeah, more like going up and talking to people because mm-hmm. we don't know that there's things you're supposed to say and not say and that there are people you aren't supposed to talk to. Yeah. So we're just like, hey, everybody, I'm going to make friends with everyone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't. I would say, if anything, you just don't have that 
which I feel a lot is like the kind of anxiousness or like be, mm. being nervous about breaking I his, don't have social anxiety at all. Yeah, yeah like the social anxiety of like is it okay for me to go up to a stranger and tell them that I like their hack or I have the same shirt like is that cool will they laugh at me whatever like I ha- think about that all the time yeah and I am different because I'm like I think it's okay yeah and I think they will think it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because I am very much like, I don't like to make people uncomfortable yeah. or people's feelings. You're very aware of that, yeah. Um, but I think, like, just rules and norms that don't have a good reason, mm-hmm. I feel no uh, need to follow them. Yeah. And I don't care if people are mad at me. It means nothing to me. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, for me, it's more... It, is there a good reason not to do this? Then I won't do it. But if there's yeah. not, I'm fucking doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think it's been about an hour, if not more. So we're going to wrap up the first episode for now. But um, we're definitely going to be talk diving more into different topics and, and mm-hmm. you know, autism in general, too. And um, <laughs> other things that stories and things that we've experienced. Um in our lives and yeah kind of you know comparing our experience if anything yeah i mean we really just want to have a lighthearted place where we talk about neurodiversity shit yeah and hopefully you can relate yeah because everything is either all medical or fucking depressing yeah um, or just like i don't know like they it's like symptoms or like all this like negative shit where it's like no being neurodivergent and being autistic can actually be really cool and there's a lot of great things about it and i think that is really why we wanted to do this podcast is to show that like hey we want you to be impressed with our personality (laughs) yeah let's fall in love with us i just want you to like me um (laughs) (laughs) i I want your money it's different (laughs) yeah but just to show that like hey it's actually really cool and like also this is not making any money no no money that that (laughs) was a joke yeah almost everything i say is at least kind of a joke yeah I should have said that up front. <laughs> Oops. Please don't take me too seriously. <laughs> but uh, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening to the first episode. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Yes. Thank you very much. If you want to see more about Erica and my, our life, I guess, or what, what else we do on social media. Our joint life. Yes, our joint life. <laughs> uh, no, we do post about others. Well, some other stuff. Um, <laughs> not you guys already know all the topics. Dogs, dogs, uh, autism, neurodivergence. That's it. LGBTQ stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I realized I never said I talked about it, but I, I'm gay. FYI. Mm-hmm. It'll probably come up again. Um. Um. Yeah. We should do an episode I don't know about what, what I am in any capacity. LGBTQ. I have no. I, um. I have not no labels but anyways follow erica at erica heidewald we'll put it in the description of this episode how to spell it click the link whatever Mm -hmm. um if you're german you already know you already know yeah good job um (laughs) and uh i'm 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 at hey it's frida hey with a j because i'm swedish on all social media and uh we'll see you guys next time
I think the vaccine is kicking in a little bit. I can yeah. feel it. Yeah, I'm getting a little loopy. Oops. All right, bye. Good timing. Bye. <laughs>